job for longer than two weeks, so I wasn't in a position to argue rights. I kicked off my shoes, sighing in delight at the feel of cool tile under my bare feet as I padded through the house to our homey kitchen. No one was in there either. Someone, probably Mom, had tacked the envelope with my final, and only, pay stub from the call center that I'd left lying around onto our small miscellaneous corkboard. The gleaming quartz counters were now free of their usual clutter of papers, books, and latest gourmet food find. That meant company. Come to think of it, I did hear someone in the living room. A study in tasteful shades of white, the large formal room was off-limits unless we had special guests. Mom had set that rule when my twin brother Ari and I were little tornadoes running around the place, and while there was no longer a baby gate barring our way, Conditioning and several memorable scoldings kept us out. Hmm. Could Ari be entertaining an actual human boy? Lay gasp. I beelined for the back of the house, past the row of identically framed family photos hanging in a neat grid, my head cocked, listening for more voices. But all was quiet. Maybe I'd been wrong. I hoped not. Both finding my brother with a crush blackmail dirt, and helping myself to the liquor cabinet were positive prospects. What better way to lose that hangover headache than get drunk again? Oh, the joys of being Canadian with socialized health care and legal drinking age of 19. After a year, officially honing that skill, I imbibed at an Olympic level. The red wine on the modular coffee table gleamed in a shaft of sunlight like its position had been ordained by the gods. I snatched up the crystal decanter, sloshing the liquid into the glass conveniently placed next to it. Once in a while, a girl could actually catch a break. I fanned myself with one hand. The myriad of lit candles seemed a bit much for Ari's romantic encounter, but wine drinking trumped curiosity, so I chugged the booze back. My entire body cheered as the cloyingly sweet alcohol hit my system, though I hoped it wasn't Manischewitz because hangovers on that were a bitch. I'd slugged back half the contents when I saw my mom on the far side of the room clutch her throat, eyes wide with horror. Not her usual, you-need-an-intervention horror. No. Her expression indicated I'd reached a whole new level of fuck-up. Nava Leon Katz, she gasped in full-name outrage. My cheeks still bulging with wine, I properly scoped out the room. Mom? Check. Dad? Check. Ari? Check. Rabbi Abrams, here to perform the ceremony to induct my brother as the latest member in the Brotherhood of David, the Chosen Demon Hunters? Check. I spit the wine back into what I now realized was a silver chalice and handed it to the elderly bearded rabbi. Carry on, I told him. Then I threw up on his shoes. Forty-five minutes later, I huddled on top of the closed toilet seat in my ensuite bathroom, sucking the cheesy coating off Doritos while replaying my actions in grisly technicolor. Even with all the lights off, the room was as bright and insistent as Martha Stewart's smile. A dusty, Costco-sized sanitary pad box lay open on the counter, the hiding place for my secret stash of arterial-clogging happiness. Now, though, the chips were less illicit joy and more bite-sized snacks of self-loathing. I stuck my hand into the bag for another nacho, careful not to crinkle it and give myself away. Hard to say what had been the highlight of that little disaster. Drinking the ceremonial wine, 
vomiting, or the wardrobe malfunction that had released my left boob into the world and caused my dad to strain his back jumping in front of me to block the view. Go me. Someone rapped on the door. Chip in mouth like a pacifier, I froze, listening to the raised voices from downstairs. The rabbi yelling, my mother cajoling, and my father reasoning. That left Ari, and right now, I was too chicken shit to face him. How could saying sorry cover wrecking the most important moment of his life? I know you're eating Doritos, he called from outside the door. Let me in. Nope. I swallowed down the now mushy chip and gave a lusty groan. I'm making a hate crime. If that were true, you'd be running the water because your paranoid people will learn you have an anus. He jiggled the knob. Let me in. I glared at the tap, assigning blame to the inanimate object for failing to carry out its part of my brilliant plan.